Canada's environment minister says she wants a national mandate to force auto dealers to sell a certain number of EVs, electric vehicles, and he would like it in place by the end of the year. For more on this, let's welcome in our friend Kenneth Pocour, host of the EV Revolution Show on YouTube. He joins us now here on Global News Radio. Kenneth, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, first off, uh, what's the reasoning, the reasoning here behind a sales mandate for EVs? Well, you know, this maps into the federal government's mandate for lowering our greenhouse gas emissions and maneuvering ourselves to be better positioned to hit our carbon targets over the next couple of decades to our 2040, 2050 and the various commitments. And one of the uh, industries that's important to help achieve those goals is the transportation industry. And out of that, the consumer side of that industry is one of the largest part of that industry here in Canada. Yeah, road transportation, I understand, accounts for close to one-fifth of our total greenhouse gas emissions in this country? Yeah, absolutely. 20% is a large number, and that's a number that, for for most people, that we actually have some control on how we can impact that number, i.e. lowering it with for electric uh, all electric vehicles. All right, that is the reasoning behind the mandate, but uh, I guess maybe one of the larger questions is, Kenneth, is... Can you really force dealerships to sell something? I mean, if they say that uh, 20% of the cars uh, starting uh, next year that leave your lot have got to be uh, EVs, I mean, is that something that government can dictate? I mean, is that typically not something that the, the free market dictated? Yeah, it's a good point. But, you know, in order to move the yardsticks forward in our efforts for to uh, combat climate change, we do need to have government step in. And it's worked in California. You know, the, the California Air Resource uh, Board, CARB, has been a very, uh, very strong lobby group and has impacted so many changes in the automobile industry for them to, uh, and provided mandates. So it does work. The government can do that. The challenge won't be so much, I think, opposition from the OEMs and from auto manufacturers and dealers in accepting that. The challenge will be, you know, how can we get there with the various things that are impacting the markets today. Yeah, rather than a mandate, would a better strategy, do you think, uh, Kenneth, be the return of incentives, that we incentivize consumers once again towards uh, EVs? Because as you well know, a lot of those incentives have been taken away or peeled back. They have, especially here in Ontario. You know, incentives are part of an overall uh, ZEV mandate or a zero emission vehicle mandate. The first step is it does need to become nationally. There are already provinces that have implemented that, like BC and Quebec, which we've talked about before, Jeff, that are leading the country in EV adoptions. When we say EVs, we primarily focus on plug-in vehicles, not necessarily just standalone hybrids. So they're leading the the country on that. And um, uh, the incentives do help consumers to get into those purchases because of the higher initial cost point that plug-in vehicles have today versus, let's say, a normal internal combustion vehicle. Yeah, and is the truth that this is just going to happen anyways? Because it seems like every other day I'm reading about an OEM, you know, unveiling or or coming out. I was just reading yesterday about BMW unveiling their three series of uh, EVs. Uh, I mean, this is coming and it's coming pretty fast. It definitely is. You have to remember that all these plans for new vehicles, you know, typically take from a napkin to rolling off the production line uh, about four to six years, let's say five years on average. So what we're starting to see is the fruits of of the manufacturer's labors from about four or five years ago when we're starting to see uh, vehicles hit showrooms and hit, uh, uh, you know, owners' driveways and things like that. So it does take some time and they've had to really crank it up in order to start playing catch up 
to meet these demands like we're seeing now. Having said that, we just have to get cars as well, right? I don't know uh, the last time you drove by a dealership, but uh, I drove by one last weekend and I was amazed, Kenneth, by the lack of inventory. It looked like a parking lot without any cars. You know, absolutely correct. I mean, and we've talked about this on previous uh, uh, outings, you know, the chip shortage, the logistics challenges, the raw material shortages, and these are happening at all marketplaces, not just in building cars and, and automobiles and trucks and things like that. So, but it's very compounded in this marketplace. So that's going to be the challenge for uh, next year is the federal government, I, you know, I think they should put in this mandate, they should implement a zero emission vehicle mandate across Canada. Um, the challenge of meeting those numbers, though, as they projected, will be in if can we get vehicles into consumers' hands fast enough because of some of these shortages. Many of the OEMs, I was on a call yesterday to one of the leading ones, and they were pretty confident that they'd be able to get a good inventory into Canada for next year. Oh, good. Okay, that's good news. That's good to hear. Uh, what is the penetration of EVs right now, Kenneth? Uh, where are we right now when it comes to the marketplace in Canada? Where do we need to be? Where are we uh, going? And do we know uh, what the sales mandate uh, might be? Is it, uh, I don't know, a quarter next year of all cars being sold by dealerships should be EVs? Well, it's going to be a slower ramp up for that uh, purpose. Right now, we're at about, I mean, I've read some stuff that say we're at about 4 or 5%. I think we're tracking closer to 10% of EV adoption or plug-in adoption here in Canada. They've been very popular uh, this uh, year and especially last year as well. So we should hit that number, that 10% number. Remember, we want to get to 20% in the not-too-distance future. So we seem to be well on track. The Canadian marketplace is a smaller marketplace. It's only about 2 million light duty vehicles a year, plus or minus. So if we can get to 200,000, 300,000 units being plug in, um, that, that'll do quite well for us. Joined by Kenneth Pocour, host of the EV Revolution Show, which you can find on YouTube. Also this afternoon, Kenneth, a U.S. auto safety agency is raising the red flag over a Tesla software update. What can you tell us about this? Gee, Tesla loves to get in the news, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah, well, this is on the heels of them, you know, investigating uh, some of the autopilot instances, which you and I talked about before. And this is the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, or NHTSA, as they're known for. And this is to do with distractive driving. And we all know that distractive driving, uh, aside from this article, uh, has been plaguing now uh, accidents and being one of, probably one of the major culprits of more uh, accidents since, you know, since cell phones are becoming more predominant and all these other devices that we have. So there's, that's why there's many laws, you don't know, no texting while you're driving, no, no being on your phone, that kind of stuff. So this is just kind of following up where Tesla has a unique um, offering in their vehicles where you can actually play games uh, through their displays while you're sitting there. And it's meant to be for predominantly when you're sitting there charging and you've got 20 minutes and you want to play a game or you're, you're, you know, got a camp in your vehicle or something like that. It's not really meant for while the vehicle is in motion. However, in saying that, the software does allow a game to be played like Asteroids or something like that that they have within the car while the car is moving. And even though you have to legally say, you uh, click a button saying, yes, I'm not the driver, it's the passenger that's playing the game. I, I think what the uh, NHTSA is investigating is, you know, really is that working? Is that, okay, I, I accept the terms type of button working because they are starting to see an increase in overall distracted driving uh, accidents and fatalities. Sure. So yeah, gaming while driving, that does not seem like a good idea. And even <laughs> if you've got to acknowledge and click a, okay, I'm the passenger, 
I mean, really, don't they have the technology to wire this that if the car is in drive, that uh, the video game feature does not operate? Absolutely. It's, it's a quick over-the-air software update, which is uh, well-known that Tesla has the ability to do. They could do it quite easily, and it's probably something in this case that would make sense for them to do. Without a doubt. Kenneth, appreciate the time as always, and enjoy your weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Kenneth Bocour, host of the EV Revolution Show. And we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.